0: my race my race the all time my race my race welcome back everyone to another episode of paradisos where if you change your thoughts you can change the world that is right that is right my name is dennis for those of you who don't know and yes we are back with another installment of Trading Thursdays. I know it's been a while. I apologize, you know, life gets in the way, but it's all good. We are back on track and hopefully back for good. Um, Our guest for today is a business owner, entrepreneur, and active trader. Someone who has grown his trading account more than 20% in his first full year of trading. Everyone, please welcome Zach Adams.
1: Hey, guys.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Let's jump right in. And uh, Zach, first question for you. So when did you first start? When did you first get into trading?
1: So actually trading on my own is probably about two years ago. Um, Really, I worked at Fidelity Investments there for a little bit and helped uh, manage or work with people with like 401ks and things like that. Realized it was an industry I really wanted to get into on my own. So really started poking around two years ago, messing with some penny stocks and things like that. You know, the traditional mistakes. Right. So not too long, man.
0: Awesome. So uh, was it overwhelming at all, given all that information at once by trading experts when you first joined with them?
1: You know, at first, when you see all the training catalogs, you really don't know where to start. That's probably the biggest aspect. But it wasn't necessarily a lot of information if you broke it down day by day. Mm -hmm. Um, me personally, I think I made it through the training program in, uh, six or seven days. So I booked it through that that information. Yeah.
0: Uh, did you have any fears when you decided to take the leap and started trading?
1: Oh, I think it's uh, the biggest fear. I mean, just losing money in general. Uh, I think that's everybody's fear. Luckily at this point, I haven't lost an incredible amount. So
0: nice, nice. So, uh, what do you think can be some pitfalls of self-education?
1: Man, it takes time. Uh, you spend a lot of money uh, kind of just reading books, you know, talking to different people. You get different insight from multiple sources. You don't really know if this person that you're learning from has the background you need or if they're going to have the same strategy that works for you because it does work for different people. Uh, And the biggest aspect was just time. I know I wanted to just be as successful as possible in the shortest amount of time. So that was probably the biggest pitfall for me that I wish I would have avoided because I spent probably six or seven months just wasting time learning from the wrong people.
0: And so what would you say is the ideal um, way of going about weighing your options as far as as who to go with or who to learn from or what to learn from out there?
1: Yeah, so... I knew I wanted to learn from somebody uh, because reading books and you know reading, getting, downloading those free PDFs that you see all the internet is very spammy out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, finding that mentor that's really going to work with you, that really knows their stuff, that's really the determining factor as to like that's why I went with trading experts. I mean, seeing the Instagram that you know Ben's throwing cash in his in his car. And so I was like, okay, cool, cool. This kind of looks spammy, but I'm going to run with it. So having somebody that knows their stuff definitely makes a difference in determining on how fast you're going to learn and what you're going to learn, right. how successful you're
0: going to be. All right, so how can someone handle losses where, where it be in trading or in the business world?
1: So losses in general, I mean, when in the business world, I, I started my coffee company probably a year ago, just about a year ago. And just right off the bat, that's a $5,000 loss just just in cost of getting started. So really stomaching that and knowing a plan, having a game plan in place as to what are my next steps to sell that first cup of coffee, sell that first bag of coffee. Um, If you have that plan in place in business, it's going to help you guide your way to getting that first profit. Same thing in trading. I mean, if you don't have a plan at all, you you have no idea where you're going. You're kind of just going out of blind. I mean, when I first started this path, I I've traded options, I've traded penny stocks. I say I traded, I really just lost money on them. <laughs> <laughs> so when I lost fourteen hundred dollars, I mean, I had a four thousand dollar trading account. I lost fourteen hundred dollars in a day just by selling options. And seeing that, it you don't think you can come back from that. Right. And you know, at the time, I'm making thirteen dollars an hour working at you know Starbucks. So it's like okay. <laughs> Uh, so you run with it, you really analyze everything and you just put your head back down and get back to work. You find out what your mistakes were. And personally writing every single trade down, there were times I'd print out charts and just see exactly where I bought in and what I did wrong and studied. That's it, man.
0: Right. So how, if, like you said, you stick to a plan. So what if that plan doesn't work? How important to you do you think a contingency plan is as far as if like you said if or like i'm saying if if it doesn't work out if you plan if if you game plan like trading experts emphasize it so yeah. much if if you go to the T step-by-step, but it just doesn't work out. Why is a contingency plan to you so important? Or why do you think a contingency plan might be important, whether it be in trading or in the business, whether you have, where something happens where you have absolutely no control of, but that contingency plan kicks in where it's like, okay, um, I was ready, ready for it, whether I didn't know what it was going to be, but I was ready.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's been times where I've taken trades that were perfectly set up, you know, bull flag at highs. Earnings are great. Everything's knocked out of the water. It ticks up like 20, 30 cents. I'm like, okay, this might work out. And then it crashes three bucks and you know, there's not much you can stop. You can't really stop that from happening. And my contingency plan when things kind of hit the fan is just to take a step back, stop doing it. Just, you know, relax a minute. Um, but there's trades that I game plan for and I'll see it and I'll put it on paper and you know, I'll execute it and I'll take him again if they pop up. Uh, so just understanding what's going to work out for you, as long as you have a plan for it. If if it goes to crap, you had a plan for it and you're following a process that, you know, is successful over time.
0: How, how important do you think um, being mentally strong and being emotionally stable? Is it in the trading industry?
1: Oh, that's paramount. I mean, like they talk about, you know, shake and Ben, they talk about just uh, the mental capital expenditure. It's super high, very, very high. I mean, you, you, you may get that one five-to-one winner and you're like, hey, I'm on top of the world. I got this. Right. This is easy. No. I'm going to quit in a year. I'll be I'll be a multimillionaire, have a Lamborghini <laughs> in my garage ready to go. And right. then you get hit with six or seven losses and you're like, okay, wait a minute. Maybe I'm not cut out for this. You let the adrenaline go up and down, up and down. and you know, You're know staying up at night and wondering what's going to happen the next day on the market and there's only a few ways to really control that from my experience is you know position sizing make sure you have that game plan so building up your mental capital over time not taking on huge risks is probably the biggest thing that kept me going through this knowing i'm not going to make $80,000 profits right, <laughs> the next right, right. weeks, you know
0: so do you think that someone who who starts out trading has to go through that big loss or that scary loss to be able to be sort of to sort of build that mental callus in oneself mind to be able to to grow and to be mentally strong do you think that someone needs to go that or can is there another way to sort of develop that without having to lose a buttload of money
1: Oh, there's absolutely a way to go through it without having to lose. I think people, new traders specifically, think that they have to go through that big loss. Oh, you know, I'll make it back or everybody loses money. You don't have to lose a huge amount of money to, you know, learn the ropes. I mean, I started trading with one or two shares. And even when I had a $4,000 account when I first came to Trading Experts, I was, you know, one or two shares, see how this trade worked out lost five bucks. Okay. Move on to the next thing. And that really builds your confidence in your trading profile, what you're really working with, uh, your strategy while you hone in on it. So you're not losing half your account in one trade. So.
0: All right. So going back on, to, uh, back to handling losses, sort of shifting away from it is what about, uh, failing to reach goals? How can someone handle things like that?
1: Handle that. Uh, not really reaching goals like I mean this year my goal wasn't to hit 20% that was kind of off the cuff my goal was to hit
0: 10%
1: but I had a a, kind of a miniature goal in mind every day I wanted to hit 1% try to hit 1% and I'd see people knocking out 1% in their um, in their trading accounts every single day back to back to back to back like hey why am I not doing this Um, understanding that I'm failing to reach that mental goal. So I would kind of rope myself back in and make it more manageable. Kind of not think I'm going to pull down 6 or 7% weeks every week. So really living within that realm of what's actually possible, not necessarily for you know, trading but your own skill set specifically.
0: So would you be against of setting bigger unreachable goals or milestones in your career or in trading?
1: So, te- it, it's all within reason. I'm, I don't think it's unreasonable for somebody to say, I want to hit 100% this year. I know that sounds really off the cuff, especially right. for some of the pro traders in the alpha chat like saying, hey, you know, you need to slow down. But it's not inherently impossible, I don't think. Right. So, if you have that in mind, you know, aim high. Uh, as long as you break it down into smaller goals, you're going to, you know, not spend that mental capital to really reach them over time.
0: That, and and I feel like that's such a uh, um a great uh sorry, a great way to look at it because I saw um a video recently. I don't know if you know him, but it's this guy called Tom Balayu. He has this online uh YouTube series where it's called Impact Theory, where he talks to, you know, great minds and he speaks about how to better oneself And he was asked one day, he was being interviewed, and he was asked um oh he would told a story about he was in interviewing people for a job position, and the one question he would ask them is among others obviously would be what would be your one goal like what 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 do you want the most out of this job or right. uh, what do you want to be in? everyone or, or if you had I think the question was if a genie came to you and you had one wish what would it be and everyone said a million dollars a million dollars a million dollars <laughs> right. right so I think the point from that is like everyone aimed so small and everyone aimed at just a million dollars. Why not a hundred million? Why not 50 million? Why not 20 million? Why not a billion? But it's like, like you said, it, you don't want to aim too high, but you also, and if you do take reasonable, more right. attainable, smaller steps to reach that milestone. And I think yeah. that's a great point.
1: Yeah. I mean, my biggest goal right now is, I mean, i I'm working multiple jobs. I have you know, graphic design, all that other stuff going on in my life. And my goal is to just not have one of those jobs. I know trading experts is uh, really inherent or adamant about adding more sources of income. I'm totally about that, you know, more money. Right. Right. But eventually I want to be a full-time trader, just sitting at home, taking my trades and then spend the rest of my day, you know, sipping a martini on the beach. Right. <laughs> 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 Who doesn't want that life Out the garage or something. Um, But yeah, and and breaking that down into smaller goals, that's the hardest part because you're like, can I even attain that goal? What do I have to do to get there?
0: So how do you balance trading a full-time schedule that entails working full-time, running a coffee stand, and doing graphic design on the side? How does someone like you even find the time to not only learn how to trade, but make money doing it?
1: Oh, and that's that's one of the craziest things because I didn't even think I was gonna be in that position, let a, I was I was focused on when I started trading, it was like, I want to be at the computer, I gotta be there at six, you know, eight a.m. Cause you know, I live in Texas, you know, do all my pre-trades, pre-market stuff, day trade, get out of there. But what I've learned is that, you know, the hands-off approach that trading experts really is adamant about some more is I need to automate my trades. I need to just set it, buy right, sit tight, forget it, let it work. So really having the skill set to learn quickly, uh, the ambition to learn quickly, and just trying to get it to automate itself. The less I have to trade, the better I do. So if I'm not sitting at my computer all day, or even if I am, because I do graphic design on the side, I, I schedule graphic design during market hours, so I'm not constantly looking at the market. So while that's running, I'll be designing graphics and then I'll go, you know, sell some coffee or do some online e-commerce stuff with the, you know, bags of coffee we ship out and then head off to my day job where I work 40 hours a week. So it's, it's all crazy. You have to really know what you're capable of and managing that time, seeing what's really important and what's critical and then filtering it down in that aspect it's hard
0: man. <laughs> i mean but the way you put it is, like you said is it goes back sort of to like setting crazy high goals you yeah. know you can do that but just like we said just set smaller more attainable goals to reach that one big milestone so Absolutely. so what did you learn from being able to help a family member pay down debt recently
1: Oh yeah, that's that's a big one. I was working with uh, working with Ben on that one a lot and he helped me design, uh, kind of come up with a game plan as to how to approach it. And it's, it's hard seeing a family member go through that, especially when it's just so overbearing. I've had to use a lot of my income to help bring down that debt. And finally, it's reached to a point where I just wrote a check for $4,000 and just paid it all off. And I've been able, and most of that was trading profits. So that feels really good. And you learn a lesson that Money is really wouldn't say it's an imaginary thing, but it's it's a very non-tangible object at times. When you have a family member who's struggling, yeah, it'd be great to use that money in a trading account and make more profits and compound. But, you know, Ben said you're gonna be you're gonna feel really good making this taking this step because, you know, your mom's not gonna be there forever. You really wanna you wanna really take care of it while you while you can. So, so it feels really good to be able to do that.
0: So so what how can I put this question? What moral, what lesson can you take from that and sort of teach it to like a child or someone or something, or or someone who's like in junior high? What, what, what can you take from that and then pass it on to someone who's a younger age that can, they can use for the rest of their lives?
1: Give back and uh, take care of those who are desperately in need. Absolutely. That's the biggest thing, you know, be selfless. Um, take care of others especially when they're struggling i mean that's another thing we built that uh, ethos into our coffee company as well we donate three percent of profits right now to the food bank and we're planning on you know donating more next year and that's the biggest foundation to our coffee company so if i could if i could definitely give that information to a kid starting out I, it's very powerful i think wow. they can definitely go a long way with it
0: so what inspired you to start a business or start your business.
1: No, No, um, I've always been very, and starting a business wasn't my actual intent. It's really, I know it's cliche to say it, but finding something you love and embracing it and and going and running with it. I just love coffee. I I enjoy the, the atmosphere that a coffee shop holds. I want to be able to own a brick and mortar coffee shop and just sit there reading the, the wall street journal, if anything is, and Mm -hmm. you know, Drinking a cup of coffee. So it's really about that end goal we talked about and trying to get there as an escape. So from exactly what I'm doing now, I don't want to be doing six things at once every day. I want to be able to own that coffee shop.
0: So what did or how did trading experts and the Alpha Chat help in starting that business?
1: That's probably the instigating factor. So I was it's always been back in my mind to start that coffee shop. But when you see Adam Adam Ravin there and his multi million dollars. It's just like, dang, okay. <laughs> yep. what, what am I missing out on? Yep. You know, like, what are we multi- doing with our lives? Yeah. It's <laughs> like, okay, Ferrari. No. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you're thinking to yourself, it's like, what am I doing? What do I need to do to get to that level? And even if it's, you know, making a dollar on, you know, some salsa, you know, Don Diego's in there. You, mm-hmm. Or, whatever the profit may be, you have ownership over something and you're able to control that income flow better than you can. You maybe you might be having a really bad month in the market, but you have that alternative income stream from your other business that can also feed into your trading. So understanding how they started and kind of what they're going through and asking questions to Adam. I, I, I messaged him not too long ago talking about Amazon. It's like, hey, how can I get my foot in that door? And, you know, feeding off the expertise that all those members have. It's great.
0: So... Just to wrap up a bit here, uh, what, how, how important do you think having that more, you you sort of touched a bit on it just now, just how sure. important do you think having a mentor in one's life, whether it be in trading and owning a business or in anything that one wants to be prosperous in, how important do you think having a mentor is? Oh, it's
1: it's extremely important i mean it really depends because having a mentor can be tough because you really got to want it you're really going to want to ask those questions and get answers to them it's not just going to come to you it depends on how many steps you want to take to get there to to what your goal is and you know having a mentor every step of the way you're you make a mistake well they'll point out what you did wrong and how to avoid it next time if you don't see it they'll see those other the, the other aspects to it awesome so it's, it's yeah best part of best part of it <laughs>
0: <laughs> so alrighty. So I mean, I think that's it for today. Yeah. I know it's short and sweet, but just to wrap up, um, any last tips and sort of things that people can grab onto just starting out, you know, they're a bit of afraid, they're a bit of not too sure. What do you think people can use from this day forward to sort of make that leap into trading and trading experts?
1: Hey, I, honestly, I know this is another cliche. It you only live once, and money isn't permanent. Use it while you got it. Uh, don't be afraid of those mistakes. Seriously, take the jump. Just run with it.
0: Amazing, <laughs> amazing guys! Thank you so much for tuning in. Like I said, I know it was very short and sweet, but I mean, we got we spoke about so much. Zach, thank you so much for coming on Pirate Souls yeah, Podcast absolutely. and talking about trading and about your amazing, amazing uh, coffee business. Um, I, I was going to ask this before uh, we, we got on the air, but I figured, hey, why not? I, I, I'll i do it now. So if it's okay with you on behalf of Paradiso's, we would like to give uh, away one of your uh, coffee bags that you have for sale. Um, yeah, man. We would like to give one away on behalf of Paradiso's. We'll take care of all the expenses. We'll give it away to one of our listeners. And, you know, that'd be a nice, you know, little thing to listening hey, in today.
1: Absolutely, man. Absolutely.
0: Awesome. Awesome. We really appreciate it. So guys, there you go. You guys are going to get one of uh, Zach's awesome coffee beans, coffee bag, coffee beans. What is it? (laughs) Whatever it is. It's awesome. And I want to taste it too. (laughs) Coffee. So definitely tune in for that. We're going to be doing that this week, probably on tomorrow's uh, drop. Uh, Again, thank you, Zach, so much. Guys, uh, check Zach's Instagram, his business. What is it?
1: Altruist Coffee.
0: There you go. And don't forget to check us out on www.paradisos.world, on Instagram, Paradisos Podcast, and on Twitter, Paradisos 101. And until next time, God bless you all, my beautiful people. Peace.